The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief of BuffaloRumblings.com and host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us again this week. As always, you can submit your questions to us on our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle on Twitter. Email us, BuffaloRumblings at SBNation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages to the regular Buffalo Rumblings account will get to me as well lots of ways to get in touch with the show so please do that for next week's episode as we get towards the end of the regular season and closer to the bills in the 2020 postseason the bills did punch their ticket to the postseason on saturday by winning the afc east we'll get to that in a second we'll get to the number two seed and how the bills can wrap that up there's a lot of cool playoff talking questions coming up normally we start with my takeaways from the most recent game but i think this week it's a much more appropriate to talk about the playoff picture at the top of the show and i'll save my takeaways for the second half of the show so the afc playoff picture is this the buffalo bills have won the afc east that guarantees them one of the top four seeds in the afc playoffs they have a less than one percent chance of catching the kansas city chiefs and that's thanks to the the chiefs owning the head-to-head tiebreaker over the bills Um, And I wrote an article about this uh, over the weekend that it would take a crazy three-way scenario between the Bills, uh, Steelers, and Chiefs for the Bills to get to the one seed. Uh, The Chiefs also have a very large lead in strength of victory thanks to their win over the New Orleans Saints and the Buffalo Bills and a couple of their other games. So the Chiefs have that advantage. Um, If both teams ended up 13-3, and Actually, if all three teams ended up 13-3, and three, they'd have the same conference record, and it would go down the list all the way to that strength of victory tiebreaker. So the Bills would need a crazy little parlay uh, this week and really for the rest of the season for the Bills to get to the number one seed. So the Bills really shouldn't even have that in their mind right now, and they should be focused on the two seed, which became a very, very, very real possibility last night when the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bills leapfrogged the Steelers into number two thanks to Buffalo's win last week over the Pittsburgh Steelers, so they win that head-to-head tiebreaker. So the Buffalo Bills are in the driver's seat for the number two seed. If they win out, the Bills are guaranteed to be the two seed and hosting at least two games in the NFL playoffs. They would host the wildcard round and the divisional round before possibly heading to Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. Or 
In the event that the Chiefs were upset in the divisional round, the Buffalo Bills would then be hosting the AFC Championship game in that scenario. Kind of crazy to think about, especially with Bills fans not being allowed at the stadium. Because of the tiebreakers involved, the Bills could actually clinch the number two seed uh, in week 16 by defeating the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football if a couple things go their way this weekend. And so I wanted to break those down with you here uh, on Buffalo Rumblings Q&A because a lot of questions last night after the Steelers lost on Monday Night Football, a lot of questions came into the regular Buffalo Rumblings account about that scenario. If you're more of a visual person, you can check out this article over at buffalorumblings.com as well. But if the Buffalo Bills want to clinch the number two seed in week 16, they of course have to win on Monday Night Football. And that would be the exclamation point on a season where the Bills take the mantle at the top of the AFC East from the New England Patriots by doing it on the Patriots home field. Before that, on Sunday afternoon, the Buffalo Bills would need a couple different outcomes in those games. First of all, they would need the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday at one o'clock. Then on Sunday night football, the Packers play the Titans. If the Packers beat the Titans and the Colts beat the Steelers, the Buffalo Bills could clinch the number two seed by winning on Monday night football. So they only need three outcomes in week 16 to clinch the number two seed and they're pretty likely outcomes. The Indianapolis Colts are playing well. The Pittsburgh Steelers aren't. The Green Bay Packers are a really great team and could certainly beat the Tennessee Titans on Sunday Night Football. That's the only way the Bills could 100% clinch the number two seed heading into week 17, giving them the option of resting their starters uh, or whatever they want to do in week 17 against the Miami Dolphins. There is one more scenario that folks were talking up last night that I wanted to get into, and that is if the Cleveland Browns and the Indianapolis Colts won on Sunday afternoon at one o'clock, the Bills would be at above a 99% chance to clinch the number two seed. And that would be because the Steelers and Browns would have the same record and essentially would guarantee one of them would be in a three-way tie with the Bills Titans um, for that number two seed at 12 and four if either the Browns or Steelers are in a three-way tie with Tennessee and the Bills for that spot at the end of the season, the Bills would win that based on conference record. But in the event of a Steelers and Browns tie in week 17, there wouldn't be a three-way tie with the Titans and then the Titans would pass the Bills for the number two seed. So I know that gets a little bit convoluted. So I'm gonna go back over it one more time as kind of a recap. Sunday afternoon, the Colts beat the Steelers. Sunday night, the Packers beat the Titans. Monday night, the Bills beat the Patriots. The Bills clinched the number two seed in the AFC. The other option is the Browns beat the Jets, the Colts beat the Steelers, then the Bills beat the Patriots, and Buffalo avoids the Browns and Steelers tying in week 17. That's an unlikely outcome in the grand scheme of things, but it certainly is a possibility. Just as an aside, what a fall it's been for the Steelers to go from 11-0 to 11-3 and to even be in this position. They've really fallen off a cliff offensively, and uh, whether it's teams figuring them out or them just really playing poorly, um, the Steelers haven't had an answer for the last three weeks as teams have been really attacking them uh, on the short areas of the field. 
I know there are some folks that are out there uh, having the conversation about you know who the Bills want to be playing uh, in the wild card round of the playoffs. You know if they want to be the two seed, what's going to happen with you know the seven seed? A lot of people don't want to face the Baltimore Ravens, but especially if the Bills are resting their starters in Week 17 and the Miami Dolphins win, uh, that would mean that they have a pretty good shot of passing the Baltimore Ravens or at least staying ahead of the Baltimore Ravens is probably the right way to put it because they're up now. But Miami could stay ahead of the Baltimore Ravens for that seventh spot, and then the Bills could turn around and face them again the following weekend in Buffalo. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch over the next couple weeks as well. Um, but the Bills have a very real possibility of getting the number two seed. In fact, it's their most likely outcome at this point, according to all the analytics websites. The most likely outcome is that they're going to be the number two seed at 12 and four, or even at 13 and three. Our first question of the day comes from Twitter, where Yassine asks us, will the Bills consider resting their starters these last two games, or will they keep them in to secure the number two seed? Well, the Bills are definitely going to keep them in on Monday Night Football against New England Patriots. Uh, the Bills are going to want to close out this season, get the best possible seed, especially with the Tennessee Titans nipping at their heels. Now, they'll know by Monday night if the Titans and Steelers have lost already. And so they can make that determination you know, before they face off against New England on Monday night. But the Bills are going to play their starters in Week 16 all the way through. Now, week 17 is a different conversation. If the Bills clinch, and I mean 100% clinch, don't have to worry about the Browns versus the Steelers tying or anything like that. The Bills have shown that they're going to rest their starters in week 17. They did it last year, even though Coach McDermott said that they wouldn't or that you know he didn't believe in that. Uh, but they did last year against the New York Jets, and it cost them a game. I mean, not that it mattered in the playoff run, but they, they lost to the Jets. And... I think that they would do the exact same thing against the Miami Dolphins this year. There's no reason to think that they wouldn't. I don't think that resting their starters in week 17 last year was the reason they lost to the Texans. Um, and if Sean McDermott doesn't think that, then there's no reason not to rest his starters. Uh, it's been a long season. The Bills had a late bye, so they're pretty darn healthy right now. Uh, guys like John Brown, Matt Milano returning from injuries. There's no reason not to sit those guys down. Tremaine Edmonds uh, coming from his shoulder injury, uh, getting him some time. Tredavious White, Stephon Diggs, all those guys have those little nicks that if the Bills are in a position to do that, they should rest those guys. And a guy like Josh Allen, who can't control himself sometimes, should be sat down as well. So there's just no reason not to rest your starters and I think that's exactly what the Bills will do but if they don't clinch that number two seed I can definitely see them playing their starters at least in the first half against the Miami Dolphins just to see you know what's going to happen and of course we don't know what the NFL scheduling folks are going to do if that stuff is still up in the air in week 17 they they tend to move games that you know kind of matter to each other into the same time slot and so keeping the Bills at 1 o'clock might not actually happen, especially if they want to highlight the Dolphins who are pushing for a wild card spot. Um, they might move that to the late time start, just like the Bills did a few years ago when they were playing the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens were playing the Cincinnati Bengals and all that stuff was going on with that final AFC wild card spot that we remember pretty well on New Year's Eve because the Bills made the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the game against 
the Denver Broncos don't go anywhere. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. Okay, time to go back to Saturday to the game against the Denver Broncos and talk about my takeaways from that game. First of all, I mean, I've been kind of ignoring Josh Allen for several weeks now just because he became the only topic folks were talking about for so long. But the guy's been on fire in these three nationally televised games. He's thrown for almost 1,000 yards. He's got, I mean, I think 10 touchdowns over the last three weeks. I mean, he's just, he's playing really, really well at the right time of year under the biggest lights, and it's really fun to see. But the first thing I said was, what a throw by Josh Allen. And I typed that phrase so many times in text messages or in comment sections, just everywhere. He, there's so many times where he's just dealing and he feels it and he threads it in a needle, whether it's the touchdown pass to Jay Comero or dropping the into the bucket um, with Stefan Diggs, um, finding passes that you know go just over a linebacker's fingertips and then drop underneath the safety to his wide receivers. He's just making so many brilliant throws that it's so fun to watch. He was 28 of 40 for 359 yards and two touchdown passes and two rushing touchdowns with 33 yards on the ground. He's seeing the field just so well and so efficiently. And every time the defense takes away something, he goes a different direction and finds another open guy or uses his legs. And he's just, he's so effective that teams aren't able to slow him down anymore. You used to hear the talk about, you know, oh, we're going to try and make Josh Allen be a quarterback. Well, if they do that now, they're getting smoked. And so, you know, the, the Broncos at one point went to some man coverage looks, even though they only had three healthy cornerbacks on their roster, and, and Allen just shredded them. So it was, it's really fun to watch, and he keeps making eye-popping throws, and it just it warms your heart as a Bills fan who's seen years and years of bad quarterback play that even when we got competent quarterback play, it looked fantastic to us. And now we're seeing what actual fantastic quarterbacking looks like, and it's just it's a lot it's a lot of fun. Um, piggybacking on that, free play Josh Allen is my favorite Josh Allen. Uh, when Allen sees that he drew the opponents offside, the the guy just chucks it down the field and has no cares in the world, and it's just so much fun to watch. Um, you know, twice in the first quarter he drew them offsides with a hard count, and twice he went deep. Um, one of them connected. To Stefan Diggs, but it was just barely out of bounds for a 40-yard gain. Uh, the other one was picked off. 
Um, he kind of uh, half-armed it, and the wide receiver wasn't going all out for it. Uh, but it's just situational awareness is a great thing to have, and seeing Allen do that when he draws those guys off sides is just it's perfect. Uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, we just talked about him catching a really nice ball for 59 yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, he caught that, he was very nearly caught one for another 40 yards in the first quarter that we just talked about as well. But I mean, he finished with 150 something yards. He, he's just, is, he's outstanding. He's that number one alpha receiver that we've been wanting. And it's a guy you can feed, a guy you can run your entire offense through. And it was just such it was such a great trade uh, from Brandon Bean to get Stefan Diggs in, especially knowing that you had the modified offseason, knowing that you had this Super Bowl window opening for the Buffalo Bills. It was just such a good move. Um, he made tough catches. He made easy catches. He was blocking. He's doing everything that you want out of a receiver. He's motivating the other guys. But also, he's keeping the flies off guys like Cole Beasley by stretching the field. And um, he's playing selflessly, and the Bills are winning, and he's getting all of his catches, and everybody's happy. And it's just, it's it's a joy to watch the guy play. It Watching his hands reach out and snag a pass is poetry. Um, it, it, it just really is. He does everything the right way, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him and Josh Allen grow together in year two and year three of their relationship. Uh, Andre Roberts, who made the Pro Bowl this week as the uh, returning specialist for the AFC, uh, has two fumbles this year, and uh, that's a little bit concerning for me. He muffed a punt on Saturday against the Denver Broncos and gave the Broncos just a gifted scoring opportunity. Um, it was how they scored their first touchdown of the game. The Bills were up 14-0 and about to go up potentially by three, three scores in the first half when... Roberts signaled for the fair catch but couldn't reel in the ball. He was able to return kickoffs later in the game uh, and had a great kickoff return to start the third quarter, which, you know, I mean, if you want to call it redemption, that's fine. The Bills were able to march down and score very, very quickly after that kickoff return. Um, I still think he's a weapon. I still think he's a valuable member of the team and of the special teams, and um, I think he's a pending free agent. 95% sure of that. So they're going to have to either extend him or figure out a way to replace him next year. But uh, it's concerning when he's got two fumbles on the year. Um, Micah Hyde returned the rest of the punts for the game. We found out later it's because Roberts was dealing with a lower back injury, uh, but he should be fine going forward. The goal line penalties were certainly a thing, and Patrick Mahomes the um, superstar Kansas City Chiefs quarterback even tweeted about it during the game. The Bills scored three touchdowns on one drive that ended with them kicking a field goal. Yeah, I said it. They scored three touchdowns on a drive where they ended up kicking a field goal because they were all called back due to Buffalo Bills penalties. Um, flags on flags. They also had a first and goal from the 30 earlier in the game where they actually did end up scoring the touchdown. Um, all of it fell more like refs throwing flags on kind of ticky-tack calls than it did the Bills doing anything like stupid or egregious. But still, I mean, to start first and 30, and then in another drive in the same game, score three touchdowns from inside the 10 and have them all called back, that is uh, not great. And uh, doing that against really good teams is going to you know, be what kills you. You know, scoring field goals instead of scoring touchdowns is 
is not going to get it done in the divisional round and the AFC Championship game. So let's get that under control. Uh, injury concerns. Uh, the Bills did have several players leave the game with injuries. Stephon Diggs was carted off with a foot injury, but he did come back at the end of the game to walk around without his shoes on. Um, and uh, Sean McDermott said that wasn't serious. Levi Wallace left the game, but returned. Tredavious White left the game with a stinger. Uh, Cole Beasley has just been gimpy. The, AJ Epinesa is being evaluated for a concussion. Daryl Williams left the game, the, the right tackle who's played just so well this year. Um, eventually Ty Inseki came in to replace him and went out even for a uh, tackle eligible pass on one of the goal line situations. But the Bills have some injury concerns going forward for sure. And so that's again why I think that they're going to rest their starters in week 17 if they get the chance. Finally, I, I didn't want to end it with the goal line penalties and the injury concerns and the fumbles for Andre Roberts. So I just did a positivity dump with Josh Allen having 4,000 passing yards on the season, just the second Bills player to reach that milestone. Stephon Diggs set the team record for catches on his first catch in the game and had a career high in yards. They are career uh, season receiving yards, that is. Um, they had 500 yards of offense again. They had a fumble return touchdown. They outclassed the Broncos. They you know, put a poor team in their place. They didn't let them hang around. You know, they punched them and punched them and punched them again. About the only thing you can think of is when they were up 14 nothing, and then Andre Roberts fumbled it on the punt, letting the Broncos score a touchdown. And then maybe you're like, oh, maybe the Broncos are going to get involved. But, you know, when the Bills got the ball back on offense, I think pretty much everyone was like, oh, they're just going to go down and score again. Um, they eventually had Devin Singletary and Zach Moss both had 50 yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, Moss had all of his on one drive, and so did Singletary. Uh, Singletary did it all in one run, uh, but Moss took longer. But it was still a, um, a good way to, again, salt away the game, just like they did the week before, or two weeks before, and the week before, I guess. Um, they, they've just been playing so well in all three phases of the game that uh, they can really compete with anybody. Um, there are Buffalo Bills AFC East Championship uh, t-shirts available on our website. You can go right to buffalorummings.com and scroll down just below the cover. And uh, we at the party like it's 1995 uh, t-shirts up on the website. It's a really cool design. I like it. We've got a couple more designs uh, coming down the pipeline uh, later this week. So make sure you check all of that stuff out as well. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. As always, you can submit your stuff for next week's episode. Um, the Bills do play the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football, and we will still be recording on Tuesday at some point. I don't know when, but we'll be recording at Tuesday, on Tuesday and getting that into your podcast feed sometime on Tuesday. Uh, so with that, I'm going to sign off. Uh, as always, you can leave your questions for us at 716-508-0405. Tweet us at Rumblings Q&A with the word and spelled out in the middle. Uh, email buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. You can send us Facebook or Instagram messages to the regular Buffalo Rumblings account as well, and those will get to me. Thanks, and go Bills.